Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Culips. This is Simplified Speech, which is the Culips series that features clear and easy to understand English conversations between two native speakers. And we hope that by listening to this series, you can improve your English listening and speaking skills and level up your English abilities. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Cassie, who is in the USA right now. Hey there, Cassie. How's it going? Hey, Andrew. I'm doing awesome. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today because it's about America. We're going to talk about the 4th of July. Which, for listeners who don't know, is essentially America's birthday. Is that the simple way to put it? Yes, that's right. The day of our independence from England. All right, great. Well, we'll get into that conversation in just a moment. But before we do, listeners, I want to let you know that there is a study guide and transcript available for this episode for all Culips members. And following along with the study guide while you listen to our conversation here today is the best way to study with us. And also, when you become a Culips member, you'll be able to support the work that we do at Culips and keep allowing us to make English lessons for people all over the world. Additionally, you'll also get a bunch of other extras when you become a member, like an invitation to the monthly live streams that Cassie and I do every month. You can come online and join Cassie and I for a live video hangout. It's really fun. You'll also get exclusive access to our Fluency Files series, which is only for Culips members, plus so much more. So to become a member and to get all of these awesome things, just visit culips.com. We also wanted to give a shout out to our listener, Miriam from Iran, who left us a nice comment on CastBox. Miriam wrote, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. They are so helpful, and I can use it in my daily speaking with others. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that great review, Miriam. And a shout out to all of our listeners from Iran. I know we have a lot of passionate English learning listeners in Iran, and we do appreciate you guys so much because, Cassie, a lot of our listeners in Iran actually have problems listening to Culips because of some of the internet restrictions there. Oh, really? Yeah, and they have to jump through a lot of hoops to find us. It's not as easy as some other places. So we really appreciate all of our listeners from there, and we especially appreciate the people who give us kind reviews on their favorite podcast platform. And everyone, leaving a positive review and a five-star rating you know, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts really helps us out a lot because it allows more English learners from around the world find Culips and study with us. All right, with that being said, it's time to talk about the 4th of July. So let's get started, Cassie. 
Hmm, where should we begin? The 4th of July. We said it was America's birthday and the mark of independence from England. When did this go down? When did this happen? The, the independence from the former English colony? Well, of course, it happened on July 4th, but it was in 1776. 1776. All right. Well, I'm from Canada, and Canada became a country in 1867, officially. That is when the mm. country of Canada started. So our cousin to the south, the USA, is a little bit older than Canada. But relatively speaking, we're both kind of new countries, right? Compared to like, you know, China or Japan, or Korea, these countries that have been around for thousands of years. Both the USA and Canada were kind of newcomers on the block. I can't believe how young Canada is. It's like almost 100 years younger than the US. Yeah, it's pretty wild, right? Like, of course, there were the First Nations people who have been living on the North American continent for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So it's not like... It was just an empty place, and then boom, it was a country in 1867. But the formation of the government and the start of the you know, formal independent country, that began in 1867. So yeah, relatively recently. However, Cassie, I think we should avoid going too much into the historical detail of the 4th <laughs> of July. Maybe that's not the most fascinating part. The most fascinating part is the modern traditions and how you guys celebrate the 4th of July. In Canada, growing up, I watched a lot of American TV. It was a lot more interesting and funny and engaging than Canadian TV. So I spent a lot of my younger years watching American TV every day when I'd come home from school. I'd turn on the TV and watch the TV channels from Washington State, which is the state that is closest to my hometown. So I feel like I have a kind of good feeling for what Americans do on the 4th of July, but I've never actually celebrated in the States on the 4th of July. So could you break it down and explain to me and our listeners what American people do to celebrate this holiday? Yeah, sure. So I think the number one thing Americans do on 4th of July is eat and wear or use something that has the American flag on it. It is the icon of the 4th of July. People wear swimming suits with the American flag on it. They have towels. They have tablecloths. They have miniature flags they wave around. It's just everywhere. <laughs> so it's quite a patriotic day then. It sounds like you guys celebrate by displaying your flag almost everywhere and being proud of your country. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you know, it's 4th of July weekend coming up and I already see a giant flag hung like five doors down from me at this hotel I'm staying at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners, we should say that we are recording this episode on July the 2nd. So we are a few days here before the 4th of July. 
however, I think by the time we release this episode, unfortunately, the July 4th holiday will have passed. But Cassie, you're in a good position here just a couple of days <laughs> before the 4th of July to tell us about what the situation is like to the lead up of this day. Yeah, I think another big lead up for this day would be food prep. You know, I told you that, you know, families and friends usually love to get together on this day and have barbecue parties. So you'll buy hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken, vegetables, chips, fruit, anything you can imagine to have a smorgasbord of different foods on July 4th. Okay, wow. So it sounds like uh, a real big party. And you know, Canada Day, which is Canada's birthday, is actually on July 1st. So that's another thing that Canada and the USA have in common is that our national holidays, which celebrate the creation of our countries, come very close to each other. Canada on July 1st, USA on July 4th. And in Canada on July 1st, it's usually a pretty crazy party. There are lots of people drinking and hanging out yes. on the streets. And there's house parties on Canada Day. And there are fireworks at night. So I'm wondering if there are any of these kinds of shenanigans that happen in America too. Lots of drinking and partying and lighting things on fire and exploding fireworks. <laughs> yes, definitely all of the above. Um, lots of drinking and fireworks are a must in my family. My mom loves them. Interesting. So Cassie, what about you this upcoming fourth? What are you going to do? A little unfortunate for me, actually. My first time celebrating 4th of July in the U.S. in five years, but my beach vacation ends on the 4th this year. So I will be driving back to Pennsylvania. Oh no, that's terrible. So you won't really get to celebrate then this year. Yes, but we're stopping for the night in a small town along the way, and I'm hoping that nearby there will be somebody setting off fireworks that I can see, because that's my favorite part about the 4th of July holiday. Okay, Cassie, I have one final question here for you that's kind of related to the 4th of July, kind of not, uh, but it is about the USA, so I'm, I'm curious about this. When I watch American movies, I often see scenes that happen at school where the students have to sing the national anthem or recite the Pledge of Allegiance every day before class starts. Is this just something that producers put in movies or does this really happen? When you were a student, did you have to sing the national anthem every day before class? Uh, not the national anthem, but we do have to do the Pledge of Allegiance every single day. Wow. They've actually been changing it a little recently, I think. There's some parts that people don't agree with politically. Mm. So um, it has changed like a couple of words since I've been in school, I think. But yeah, they still do it. Wow. And for our listeners that don't know what the Pledge of Allegiance is, could you kind of break it down? You don't have to recite it, but <laughs> could yes. you just tell us what it is? Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure other countries have this. I know Korea has it. It's a pledge where you put your right hand above your heart and you 
you know, say a few words in honor of your country, showing that you're a patriotic, good, supportive citizen. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we don't have a Pledge of Allegiance in Canada, so it's a little oh, really? bit of a foreign concept for me. Of course, we have a national anthem, and we would sing the national anthem sometimes at school when I was a student. And actually, the reason I am asking you this question is because it came up when I was surfing Wikipedia the other day. I learned about the Canadian government's laws surrounding mandating students singing the national anthem at school. And where I grew up, the law is that we have to sing it three times a year every year at school. So I think three times a year is not bad, but every day would be pretty intense, I think. <laughs> it is. And I don't know about Canada, Andrew, but in the second grade, I remember this very clearly, we had to learn every song imaginable that has some sort of lyric about the USA. For example, God bless America. I love the USA. Uh, my country, tis of thee. America the beautiful. Yes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember almost every word. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that because I was watching an ice hockey game the other day. And before the ice hockey game starts, they always sing the national anthems of Canada and the USA. If it's uh, a Canadian and American team playing, which that game was. And about three or four years ago-ish, maybe a little bit longer than that, the lyrics to the national anthem of Canada changed so that they would be more inclusive to everybody. There were some lyrics that were kind of gendered only towards males, but in the modern era, that doesn't really reflect all Canadians. So the government changed the lyrics to be more inclusive of all citizens. However, I was living abroad when that change happened, so I wasn't really too tuned in to that news. I knew it happened, but I kind of forgot about it. So when the national anthems were playing at the start of the hockey game the other day, you know, I was kind of singing along to the Canadian national anthem in my head. And when it came to the part of the lyric change, I sang the part that was familiar to me, the lyrics that I knew from when I was a kid, when I first learned the song. And then I was a little shocked, like, oh, yeah, they changed it. I need to learn these new lyrics. So if I'm ever back in Canada at watching a hockey game with all of the other fans, I don't look like an idiot who doesn't know my own national anthem <laughs> in <That's> public. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wow. I wonder what it would be like if we ever changed our national anthem. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It was a big debate and a lot of conservative people who are fond of tradition and hate change, they really kicked up a fuss. And, you know, in my opinion, it was such a minor lyric change that it doesn't really matter. And I guess that's more of my mindset as a younger person. I was totally for the lyric change. And I think we could even make more changes to some of these things in the future. I, I think a lot of that is on the horizon, personally, Cassie, in both of our countries as we kind of face our history 
And we look forward and think about how we can make our countries better places for all people. Maybe historically, some people were treated poorly in the past. So we want to do things right now. And part of that is changing some of these traditions, but there is a lot of opposition from, like I said, conservative people or older people. And it's just a debate that we have to have in our countries. But Cassie, I think for today's conversation, we won't get into that topic because it's very <laughs> complicated and long. Instead, we'll just keep it light today. So maybe we'll just finish up here. Cassie, happy 4th of July. Have a great time celebrating. Thank you, Andrew. I will. <laughs> and listeners all around the world, happy 4th of July to you as well. So that's it for this episode, everyone. Thank you for listening. We hope you learned a lot with us today and enjoyed this conversation. Our website is qlips.com. And if you want to get the study guide, including the transcript and practice exercises for this episode, all you have to do is check out qlips.com to sign up, become a member, and download it. Remember, becoming a QLips member is a great way to support us, but it's not the only way. You can support us by leaving us five-star ratings and a nice review on your podcast app, telling your friends about Qlips, and following us on social media. That's right. You can stay up to date with us by following us on Instagram or YouTube. Our email address is contact at qlips.com. And if you'd like to send us a message, maybe suggest a topic for an upcoming episode or ask us a question, feel free to do that. We love hearing from you. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll talk to you then. See ya. Bye.